0: Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader.
1: Everyone has an equal part to play in a successful organisation. And I think personally, good leaders take that approach rather than I'm at the top of your organisation so therefore you should listen to me because I know best.
0: Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Gary Payne. Gary is the Chief Executive Officer of WIRE Council, a local authority nestled in Northwest Lancashire. Gary joined the council in September 2006 as Head of Planning and quickly climbed to Director of Planning and Regeneration. In August 2011, he became the CEO. Gary joins us today to share his insight as a leader and a human CEO. Thank you for joining us today, Gary. It's great to have you with us. No problem. Can you, just to get started, can you tell us a little bit about the organisation that you lead, please?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, why is a district council in the northwest of England? And obviously, as a district council, we're in a two-tier system. So we have the county council that delivers some of the larger functions, for for example, education, social care, etc. And as a district council, we deliver um, a lot of on-the-ground services, so, for example, environmental health, planning, refuse collection, street cleansing, parks and open spaces and, and uh, other services um, direct to, to residents, uh, visitors and businesses. Um, we have around 300 staff, so quite a small organisation, 50 elected members and we okay. operate an executive cabinet system. So okay. we have a leader and uh, cabinet members with portfolio hold uh, responsibilities. Right. Uh, So so that's the structure of
0: of why. Fantastic. And so in terms of the challenges that you're up against as a leader of that kind of organisation, what's on your desk at the moment?
1: Well, to be honest with you, the the biggest challenge has been Covid and how as a district council we were asked to react to that very quickly, Uh particularly from government, um, which I think we've done phenomenally well. I'm very fortunate in the fact that the staff that we have at WIRE are incredibly supportive and flexible. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, um, if they're asked to do a task which is different from their day task, they will just do it. They are absolutely brilliant. So, um, and I'll give you an example. Unfortunately, we have had a number of incidences of flooding over the years. Right. And both uh, our office staff in terms of emergency planning and our operational staff basically just... Stop what they're doing, and we'll just um, do that work that's necessary to protect our residents. And like any authority, the, the biggest challenge really is the financial position. Mm-hmm. We are we are quite a prudent authority, and we work to business principles, and um, which has helped us um, weather the storm. Um, and our gap probably now we're looking at probably twenty seven, twenty eight when we will have a financial gap. Okay, but. What I would ask of government, and I've su- subsequently asked the government for this, is mm-hmm. a three-year settlement, rather a year-on-year settlement. Okay. Because in terms of planning with the organisation, a year-on-year settlement makes it very difficult to plan for the future. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, as a district council, we are all out-elections, so we have four, four years of stability. Yeah, yeah. So to have a, a local government settlement that was at least a three-year settlement would allow... Um, the cabinet members, myself, and the senior team, to plan over a mm-hmm. minimum of three-year period, which would match our financial plan.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And therefore enable you to sort of plan sustainably to make more of an impact. Is that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. And so, in in your role as, as chief executive, was that always where you were headed? Because obviously, I, I looking at your career, I see that you started in planning. That's right. Was that always was. Pardon the pun, but was that always the plan for you to, to end up with the chief executive?
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, um, I, I remember. I think I was because I worked in. Why is my sixth local authority? Yeah. So I've worked in uh, two authorities in uh, Greater Manchester, t- two on Mersey side, and uh, two in Lancashire districts, mm-hmm. uh, in, including the one I'm currently at. And I remember it quite vividly. 2006, I was at I was at Wirral. And the opportunity to become head of planning services came up at WIRE. I applied for it and was offered it. And I remember mm. at the time the director um, at, at, at Wirral said, why do you want to go to a district council? Um, stay here, there'll be opportunities here. And I just, it, WIRE just felt right. You know, when you go for an interview mm-hmm. and something, it's like when you buy a house and it? it's a bit weird. You yeah, walk you into just the know. house and you go, oh, this feels really right. Yeah. It just felt right. And, and at that time in 2006, I thought, that's it. I'm head of planning services. That's great. I, you know, planner by trade got to where I want to be. Yeah. And then I, I always say this to people. I must have done something wrong because in 2008 <laughs> I was, I was promoted to director of planning and regeneration because I've got a regen and housing background as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I must have done something seriously wrong because in 2011, I'm <laughs> promoted to chief executive um, and I've been there ever since. So, it, it wasn't a planned journey um okay. it was it was opportunities that arose mm-hmm. and I was encouraged to apply for yeah, um, yeah. so and like I say you know I can't believe it it's over 10 years being the chief executive at wire um and and yes there might have been other opportunities and other authorities you know uniters etc to become chief exec but I've got a fantastic bunch of staff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do a lot of back to the floor work um, with staff, um, including you know doing the necessary training to cleaning because you have to do some training in terms of chemicals used.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Floating concrete, repairing sea walls. Um, you know, working in the accountants team, uh, looking at numbers, which, which is not my thing, but you know, <laughs> um, I appreciated it more when I did it.
2: Yeah.
1: And to be honest with you, the elected members at Wire are also very supportive and we're on the same journey. Mm -hmm. And I actually really like going to work. It's a a bit of a corny thing to say, isn't it? But I remember years Mm -hmm. ago, um, a a guy I worked with actually at South Ribble said, you probably spend more time at work than you do with your wife or your family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I've never thought of that before. Um, But actually, realising how lucky I am to have such supportive staff Such Mm -hmm. supportive members and stability within the organization, it just makes you think actually, no, I perhaps really would rather take the journey with WIRE than to to look elsewhere. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. Sounds like never a dull day either. Good point.
1: Yeah, (laughs) every, every day, you know, you, you, you. Like today, you know, we were having the Zoom meeting, me like, I wouldn't work on Zoom, and I'm thinking, yeah. what do I do now? So <laughs> I've got a brilliant PA that I contacted, and she said, Don't worry, I'll sort it, and we'll send out a team's invite, and, and here we are. Um, Absolutely. So, so, yeah, whilst you have certain meetings planned in your diary, mm-hmm. there, there is never a dull day.
0: No. No, that's good. And so that ability to sort of turn your hand to anything and overcome the obstacles, do you think that's one of the key facets of being a, a good leader? Are, are there characteristics that you think all great leaders share? Or?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think leadership comes from from within, from, from, you, from you as a character, to be honest with you, and, and sure. the experiences that you are shaped in life right from early years, right, to you know adulthood mm-hmm. um, I, I have always been a person that it, it, it might sound a little bit I don't know when I got chief exec job one of the first things I did was get rid of the chief exec's parking space I thought why am I any better
2: mm-hmm.
1: to, to have a reserved car parking space when you know until Covid hit the majority of the time I'm sat in an office
2: Yeah. yeah. yes
1: to go to meetings but we've got other staff who are out on a daily basis and probably need a parking space um, more than I do Mm-hmm. So I have one reserved. So just just doing simple things like that, and respecting that everyone in an organisation has a has a role to play that's equally yeah. as important as another. And I'll give you another example. When I've done back to the floor work with with the cleaning team, mm-hmm. um, and and they sort of said, "Well, we're just cleaners." I said, "Well, no, you're not just cleaners." I said, "Well, we are." I said, well, "Okay, let's put it this way: a lot of the investors come to see me." Um, to discuss future developments, etc. Yeah, When they come into the civic centre, it's beautifully clean. It's spotless. Mm-hmm. Comment on that. It creates a really good first impression. Absolutely. So your job is as equal as my job, is it? Yes, it is. Because if they came to a civic centre that was untidy and dirty, mm-hmm. it's first impressions that count.
0: Absolutely.
1: So uh, it's just my approach in terms of leadership that, Yes, when you get to certain levels, you may have to take tough decisions that others don't have to take. Yeah. When it comes to things like restructures mm-hmm. or um, reducing numbers in teams, things like that. But everyone has an equal part to play in a successful organisation. Yeah. And I think personally, good leaders take that approach mm-hmm. um, rather than I'm at the top of your organisation, so therefore you should listen to me because I know best. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't subscribe to that no.
0: no, me either. Me either. And if you did, you wouldn't be on the human CEO,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, is there a is there an experience that shaped that leadership style? You talked about your experiences from early years to be an adult that shapes who you are as a leader.
1: But was there a particular experience for you that stands out? One thing that stood out and actually worked. Again, I worked at South at the time and the manager of what was called uh, development control and planning, a guy called John Bishop, when I um, got the next move, um, which was to Knowsley Council, actually, um, mm-hmm. he said to me, um, one thing I respect about you is that you are you. And he said, and I respect that. And my advice would be as you move forward in your career, don't change who you are just for the sake of it to satisfy someone else who may be interviewing you because if you're not if you're not true to yourself Mm -hmm. when you go for an interview it's a two-way process Mm -hmm. the organization has to be right for you and you have to be right for the organization yeah absolutely if you put yourself forward as someone who you think that organization wishes to employ one, you'll find it difficult to meet that because it's not you yeah and, yep. uh, and actually the organization should want you because you're you mm-hmm. so and i thought that was a really good strong bit of advice which I've, I've, I've stuck to
0: yeah absolutely like you say you spend more time at work than you do with your family and if you're yeah. presenting something at interview that's not authentic or sustainable you're, someone's going to fall flat on the face aren't they
1: yes they are yeah
0: yeah, yeah. brilliant and and so If someone was looking to follow in your footsteps then, is there a piece of advice that you would offer to them if they were taking either a step up into a leadership role or wanted to be on the chief exec seat one day?
1: I think I'm very much a strong believer um, in terms of mentoring and giving people opportunities within the organisation itself. Great to bring in um, new ideas and new blood, Mm -hmm. but if an organisation is stable and the main parts of the organisation are content and happy with the direction within that organisation is going, and actually you're successful. Not not you as an individual, but the organisation. Yes. For me, perhaps bringing someone in from outside can be a bit of a risk. Okay. And I've seen it in other authorities where, at the top, people have, been, have come in and wanted to completely change the direction of the organisation, perhaps because of either their own ego or their character. Mm-hmm. Which then's proven not to fit with the organisation, and that's caused the organisation difficulties, and that relationship breaks down, and then the, the ultimate happens. But if my my advice to someone who was applying applying for a job, and I've done this every time at different levels, is you you most adverts will give you the opportunity to speak with someone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: have an honest and open conversation with the person in that organisation, mm-hmm. and hopefully, if that person is Honest and open with you, they will tell you what's and all about the organisation. Yeah, yeah. And then it's up to you as an individual. Do you want to apply for that job external as an external person or not? Do, do you fit? Um, you both fit. Um, but sometimes a bit boring. I have mentored a number of people, and then they have been promoted internally, and they they fit well with the organisation, and the organisation is actually continue to make pr- improvements and steps going forward because the worst thing that can happen is the organisation stays still mm-hmm. but if you can achieve those continued improvements with internal people and staff then that's where I put my energies. Uh-huh. But when you get to the role of chief exec, um, I'm sure you've spoken to other chief executives, basically the local authority owns you.
2: right?
1: Um, you you know at, at that at that level you've got to be prepared to commit y- your life in essence to, to doing the role, mm-hmm. um, and that's not that's not for everyone. No. So certain people within organisations um, for good reason don't want that top job or that no. next step,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I accept that. And and to be honest with you, that's absolutely fine if individuals come to that. Um, conclusion it's no reflection on skill set and it's no reflection on ability it's personal choice Mm -hmm. Um, like we said earlier on in the conversation I had no inbuilt plan to become a chief executive Um, it happened it's been brilliant a brilliant journey Um, and I would encourage others to to give it a go if you get the opportunity Mm -hmm. Um, but be mindful of the commitment that's required of you from the organization yeah, yeah. it's
0: good advice. That's good advice. And and is there a leader, past or present, that you particularly identify with, or that you admire, or that you want to recognise?
1: Yeah, one particular um, leader at the moment, um, the chief executive for Blackburn, Denise Park. Um, okay. The way she chairs meetings, she's very inclusive. Um, she's very calm. Um, she comes up with some really good solutions and some great ideas. Um, so in terms of present chief executives within the northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, if, she, if she'd be open for you to do an interview of her, I, I think I, I would recommend that you, you do do that.
0: Brilliant. Uh, I'll get to um, it.
1: In terms of past chief executives, I um, Struggling a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could be any leader. We've had we've had Jurgen Klopp. We've had Nelson Mandela. We've had.
1: Well, I I know people make reference to, to to people you know celebrities and or Jurgen Klopp and obviously you know him and and the guy at Man City. Um, you know they must be doing really well. But it, and it always amazes me that you know whether it's in football or rugby, you'll get a change of coach, and actually the team stays the same. Yeah. But the, Performance improves. So that that individual must be doing something right to get yeah. that extra performance out of those players. Maybe with mm-hmm. the odd, you know, tweak here and there. Um, but I don't know those individuals. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't say, Oh, Jürgen Klopp's a great leader, because behind the scenes in the dressing room, it might not be. I, I don't know shoes? <laughs> do, do you know do you know I'm coming Yeah, from?
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, for example, me referencing Denise, you know, I've known Denise for quite a number of years. She got promoted mm-hmm. to chief executive. She's doing a brilliant job, in my opinion.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, her approach and her leadership style is is one thing that will deliver and is delivering success. Um, but I'm, I'm past chief executives. Um, certain ones in my mind I would hold in high esteem. But then things come out of the woodwork later on mm-hmm. that you go, oh, I didn't realize, because, you know, maybe you're two or three levels below. Yeah. So you don't you think, you know, that individual, but then things come out that would work after they've either left or mm-hmm. uh, during the tenureship and it makes you then question your own judgment. Yeah. So, yeah. OK. Can I, I, can, I, can I remain silent on absolutely, on that, absolutely, matter?
0: absolutely?
1: <laughs> Let's be positive and look to the future. <laughs> absolutely, that so, somebody says when I retire. Oh, Gary mm-hmm. Burney was a great chief. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: And and in terms of our books, then, so thinking positive, thinking about the future, or what have you read recently that you would recommend other
1: leaders read? Um, not but uh, right. Okay, I'll hold the hand up. Right, mm-hmm. here's an admission. In terms of literature, yeah. when I finished my degree at um, at the time was um, Trent Polytechnic, which became Nottingham University, but it, yeah. to me it loves to be a polytechnic.
2: Yeah.
1: In my head, I'm thinking, I've done enough reading in my life. I'm not doing any more <laughs> reading apart mm-hmm. from um, pleasure reading. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know whether you watch The Yorkshire Vet, um, but Julian Norton, um, if you get a chance to read one of his books, they're fascinating. In, okay. terms of, in terms of real life, you know, the experiences he's had in terms of near death experience when he was up a mountain.
2: Yeah.
1: And all those that shaped his life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so in terms of reading, I like to read books. The old book that I do read is my hand up. Mm-hmm. Um, is about people's real life experiences rather than fiction. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And, and I haven't I haven't read or subscribed to books on leadership per se. Mm-hmm. I think individuals are different and you learn by doing the job and listening to others. Uh Um, But in terms of, this is very sad, in terms of of reading, um, government policy and advice and guidance that comes out is is my main reading material because you need to be up to date in in terms of briefing your elected members, the leader, the cabinet, and other members. So my advice um, to other future chief executives is, make sure that you are up to date and read policy and statements and guidance that comes out from government uh-huh. and other partners um because that will help you to help your members shape the organisation and give them up to date information when it comes out. yeah brilliant okay
0: um, and what's next for the council what's what's coming up over the next 6 12 months in terms of initiatives or so
1: right thinking? well the, the 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 um the main the main topic of conversation at the moment is county deals okay so um you've obviously been fully aware that in some parts of uh, the country combined authorities have been formed um lancashire unfortunately has not got to that stage of being able to form a combined authority government of um there's a different opportunity now around uh, county deals so, uh, there are ongoing discussions at the moment um around the opportunity that that presents for Lancashire as a region Right. county deal. Um, I lead on the communications work strand for the for the county deal um, and that it pre- will present Lancashire with a great opportunity um mm-hmm. going forward. So that's where a lot of my energies have been put into. at at this present time and it'll be interesting to see when the white paper comes out hopefully early in the new year um in terms of county deals interestingly for lancashire uh marshall scott at ribble valley is our chief exec representative on the district council's network Mm -hmm. and last week there was a conversation at a meeting that he attended around county deals and he was very surprised that in other areas, and other regions, counties were developing the county deal, but not including the district councils, Okay. which was a bit of a surprise because mm-hmm. the district councils are the sort of, you're at the hard edge, you're at the delivery end with your residents, you're in touch with your residents. Mm-hmm. So when Marshall um, actually commented in the meeting that the county council at Lancashire was really engaged with all the 12 districts and the two unitaries, that was a bit of a surprise. to The majority in that meeting, because uh, other county councils were not taking that approach. So, it's it's a lot of work to be done. But mm-hmm. yeah, a successful county deal would be brilliant for Lancashire. Yeah,
0: absolutely, fantastic. Well, I will keep fingers crossed for you. Yeah. But thank you for taking the time to to join us today, and thank you for sharing all your insight on leadership. It's been uh, it's been enjoyable learning about
1: it. No problem. And as you can see from the background, um, I'm in my kitchen. And if you'd have asked me 18 months ago, Gary, can you operate as a chief exec from your kitchen or from any part of your house or somewhere else? Absolutely not. (laughs) Until COVID forced us to think differently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: actually, we're having this meeting now over Teams and I've had numerous meetings with other people over Teams over the past 18 months. Um, And to be honest with you, it doesn't matter where you have that meeting from.
0: Yeah. Whether
1: you're sat in your traditional office or sat at home or sat at other location, yeah. it demonstrates to me that actually you can still be effective yeah. using technology. Um, obviously I do go into the office um, mm-hmm. still. I don't think I could operate 100% from home. That would just not be possible as as a leader of the camp. Well, not not the leader, because obviously Councillor David Henderson is our leader, um, but as the chief executive, I don't mm-hmm. think it would be appropriate to be at home 100% of the time. You couldn't do your job. But, you can do it partly from home. So, yeah. but if you'd have asked me 18 months ago, I'd have said absolutely not. But I was proven wrong because you can.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think
1: not- proven wrong.
0: <laughs> I think COVID's really sort of, pardon the pun, but it's humanised everybody. So you see, you know, you hear the dogs barking in the background, the kids come running in. It feels like a different lifetime. Do you remember the, the guy in the BBC interview and his wife came in and dragged the baby out of the room because she was, yeah. he was mortified? That feels like a different lifetime now. It's you wouldn't batter yeah. an eye, would, would you?
1: No, no, and it and and actually, it does show even more the human side yeah. to individuals, doesn't it? Yeah, and
0: absolutely. My
1: dogs have been quiet, thank goodness, but the person's not been yet. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> I was keeping my fingers crossed. My Labrador would be quiet as well. He's, he's he's doing all right so far. <laughs> right. But thank you for your time, Gary. I really appreciate it. That's
1: brilliant. Okay.